Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. Uh, let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5. That's what we've been looking at as of late. And if you remember, the larger subject that we're examining at the moment uh, relates to the questions that was asked of the Lord Jesus by four of his disciples. He had been talking about some things, and they're asking, when will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? Well, the Lord starts to address that. And we see it in Matthew 24, Matthew 25, and Luke 21, and Mark 13. We've also gone to Revelation, look at Revelation 6, 7, and 8, the various things that he said uh, that was going to occur. In the scripture, it has a vast amount of information related to the coming again of the Lord because that's what the issue is. What's going to be the sign of the end of the age and you're coming again? So 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, the Lord also deals with some of those things, particularly 1 Thessalonians 5. He talks about the day of the Lord. And at the end of 4 and at 5, he told them to encourage one another with these words. And I think that's so important because we find out that we receive encouragement and comfort by knowing what is going to happen in the days yet to come. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, he said, encourage one another, build up one another. Then he said, just as you are. He also told them to live in peace with one another. And in our last episode, we looked at the 14th verse. And it said, uh, we urge you, this is Paul speaking, brethren, to admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. And this is how we go about living in peace with one another. And people don't think about it that way. They think, well, uh, if something, somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't say anything. No, because that's not, it's detrimental to the body and it's detrimental to the individual also. We have a role, a responsibility to take care of one another. Now, verse 15 of 1 Thessalonians 5, immediately after what I just read, says this. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. Let me read that again. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. So the idea being, if someone does an evil thing, and this is speaking to the brethren. They're apparently true believers, right? He says, if someone does this, make certain that just because evil was done to someone, that that someone does not retaliate with evil. We have a role again. We have responsibility to watch out for one another, to encourage one another, to exhort one another, to do that which is right. So, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. So he's showing them how to live in peace with one another. He's showing them how we need to be living as the kingdom as we're anticipating the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, don't repay evil for evil, but do this other rather than that. Seek after that which is good for one another. Not just seek after that which is good for me, but seek what is good for one another. And then this, and for all people. Too often we'll sit there and say, well, we seek what is good for those that are within the body of Christ, okay? But not those in the world. No, no, he says for all people. 
We're to seek that which is good. Then in verse 16, uh, Paul just starts firing off in a rapid, rapid fire. <laughs> you know, it, it's nearly like he felt like he was running out of time or uh, his secretary was running out of ink or whatever it may be. Verse 16 says this, rejoice always. Two words, okay? As a matter of fact, the next three verses have three commands, very short ones. Verse 16, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything, give thanks. So you see these directed instructions, these directed commands. Now, listen to the rest of verse 18. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Often you'll hear people say, well, I just wish I knew what the will of God was. I wish I knew what the will of God. And sometimes, it, you know, it's related to a, a decision of life, you know, uh, where to go to school, what job to take, what is his purpose at this point in time, what should I do, should I do A, should I do B, that type of thing. But listen to what he says. This is all one sentence. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Those who are in Christ Jesus which means you're truly saved. You've repented, you've confessed, you've called upon the name of the Lord, and you're truly saved. Those who are in Christ Jesus, you can know God's will for you. He tells you point blank, God's will is for us to rejoice always. That doesn't mean that every situation and every circumstance that we will enjoy and that we will like. But he's saying this, in the midst of that, rejoice. And then he says, pray without ceasing. People say, well, how do you do that? I have to sleep sometimes. I have to work sometimes. No, 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 no. We think that prayer is assuming a position, okay, and then bringing out a list unto God. Says, okay, God, I'm ready. Here's my list. No, nothing could be further from the truth. Prayer is abiding and communing with God with literally every breath. And so our attitude of life is that of abiding in the Lord, what we see in John 15 and receiving from the Lord and giving to the Lord and having the mind of the Lord and walking with every breath in the countenance and the presence of the Most High God, praying without ceasing, being in that communion, okay, speaking with, receiving from the Lord without ceasing. Yes, even when we're asleep, you see several scripture passages that talk about how the Lord will instruct us and speak to us and reveal things upon our night beds. Many, many of the prophets, when you read what happened to them, you'll find out that they were in a dream or in a vision. So he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Then the last one, in everything, give thanks. Again, not for everything. There's things that happen to us for which we wish they hadn't happened, okay? But he's saying this, in the midst of everything, give thanks. How different would our lives be personally if we understood that the will of God for us in Christ Jesus is to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and give thanks in everything. You know, this was really pointed out to me many, many, many years ago uh, when a, a group of us are young, we were all young, we're trying to decide what to do, and somebody's making a comment, well, I just wish I knew what the will of God was and how it was hard to discern and God doesn't give us something in Scripture that tells us what His will is. <laughs> How ignorant was that, right? And at that time, a professor looked at us and said, Oh, by the way, go over here. 
and we went to First Thessalonians 5 and read that passage right there. You know what? We need to be patient with one another, he had just said. We need to urge and admonish the unruly not to behave that way, to encourage faint-hearted. Help the weak. Don't repay evil for evil. Seek what is good for one another and seek what is good for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks. Because you know what? This is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. This is how we're to live day in and day out. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we just do it and see what the Lord would do. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Thank you.